This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 3030 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Uh, we're back. I think this is the first time. I always say that. I don't think it is, but just me and Ellie on the mic because we've had some guests lately. We had Jordan one day. We had Courtney one day. I think the yeah. last couple ones we've had some people. So back to your original host with hostesses, hostesses with the mostesses. That sounds dumb. Whatever. We're not going to cut that. That's just <laughs> if we had like one of those switchboards. Womp womp. Yeah, we'll, put it, we'll put it in the budget. Um, all right. So Ellie, let, let the listeners know, um, since I haven't seen you in three weeks, even though we did a podcast last week, how have you been the last week? I've been good. I've been... Um busy but not necessarily just with real estate stuff i just i don't know life's getting a little ahead of me right now but i'll catch up <laughs> good there's just a lot i, th- I think on. what someone says you just like you jump and then you just try to find your like feel like you figured out on the way down kind of thing yeah so exactly that's what i fi- that's what everyday life yeah i think is now i think it's just now it's just the new norm living the dream living the dream um so first thing we want to talk about Kanan gave us the topic surveys uh, this is kind of quick we have a few Kind of quick things here, then we'll have some fun at the end with, um, with a late topic. So surveys, Kanan asked us, he's taking this course, he asked us about surveys, which actually I'm going to rant on this for a very small bit. We've ranted on this before. The fact, and this is not, um, this is not blame Kanan for anything, but the fact that he even asked this question is what pisses me off about the state real estate course is that, and, and actually, the timing's impeccable because I had this exact issue pop up today, which is the first time I've had this issue probably pop up in nine years. So it's funny how we actually asked it, and then I can't say that's total baloney, and then now I actually have to say, actually, well, to be honest, it does pop up once every 10 years pretty much. So uh, but he asked about surveying and how we figure all that stuff out. This is kind of like a lot of things. The state test asks you questions that are outside our our specific realm typically in this situation i might have a general knowledge of it but what i would say is you know that's more of a question for a surveyor you know how they do it. i don't know how they do it i really don't at the end of the day i don't it's a lot of stuff that i don't need to know i really focus on my business at being good at what i need to know and i trust inspectors and appraisers and attorneys and lenders and all these other people that they are able to handle and pay and do their job. I don't micromanage anything. I just put trust that other people can basically hold their end of the bargain and do their job. And that's why I try to pair up with people that have proven that they can do their job because I don't want to have to worry about or micromanage somebody, especially in a different industry. So in regards to the survey, I had this issue come up. The person's buying a piece of land. The seller who is selling it has never even stepped foot on the land. They bought it in an auction years ago, turning around to sell it. We don't have anything surveyed or whatever. So the person doesn't know the actual boundaries on the property. Neither do I. Neither does the seller. All we have is a deed um, to go off of. Now, we can get a survey done. They can pay to have a survey done. Obviously, that comes into bottom line stuff of what the seller is going to net, what the buyer is going to pay for, and all that good jazz. So I don't know if the deal will come to It is together now, but it might fall apart and or it might you know come together, just take a little bit longer to come up with some different terms and agreements but the surveying at least in our area we don't need surveys to transfer um i think out in western new york they do and ellie you said out in california they I, don't, need it. I don't know about surveying i was just saying in um regards to basically everything else it is 
way more intense in California. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think it's a lot of like geography dependent for a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and I imagine population density has a, a big portion of it and just the cost of real estate. Because if you're in California and you're dropping 500 grand on a house that would be 150 here, you're going to want to know that the inspection and, and everything was, you know, nothing's going to surprise you. Part of, or we've been doing this long enough up in this area. I find that we're very creative because there's a lot of different homes and it's rural and we see a lot of issues pop up that you wouldn't see in like a city because mm-hmm. a lot of the cities are tip- typically, I'm not saying all of them, but there's a lot of places in the country that have fairly new developments, meaning that they've been probably built semi-recently, maybe in the last 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. To me, and a lot of them are kind of cookie cutter homes. So those to me would be easier to sell because of obviously figuring out values it's easier also figuring out home inspection wise probably easier so i think that we really earn our stripes up here because mm-hmm. we see a lot of stuff and every deal you never know the deal's good until the deal closes and yeah. just when you think it's good something else pops up i can probably count on one hand every year how many deals that go by smooth and i really don't talk to anybody once it goes under contract because everything's just kind of working as it should most deals something pops up it could be anything could be we got to move at a certain time it could be some random thing they pop they need done um but all right that's it on canon on surveys to be honest i don't have a lot of information on surveys i think that's it i mean i've never i don't think i've ever had somebody survey once i've had someone it was for usda direct which is your favorite thing um so that they needed a survey (laughs) and the funny thing was there was a survey in champlain park which i was like you Really? Like it's a quarter of an acre. I, it is what it is. But yeah. um, you brought up manufactured homes. That I'm assuming. Go talk about that. Your your topic on that. Um, well, I was, I guess, less my topic and, and more. Um, it's, it's something I pretty consistently ask you about. And I, I think that I ask the same question a lot, too, um, because, you know, well, manufactured housing tends to be more affordable, um, but it's also very difficult to finance. And it's something that I, an issue that I have run into with some of my clients who who have you know lower income, and they want to get a manufactured home, but they can't get a manufactured home with most of the loans around here unless they're putting a certain amount down, which they can't afford to do because they don't have a lot coming in. Um, and it's just a uh, frustration point for me the fact that they exist in general, I guess. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so I'm going to break this down. This is probably going to be our main topic of the day. Well, break, yeah. Breaking down the difference between a manufactured home, a modular home, and a stick-built home. So a manufactured home, it's a single wide or a double wide. Mm-hmm. And I know I have people that listen to this that aren't local, some friends of ours that live other parts of the country. Um, we have a lot of double wides that are very common in our area. Those are considered manufactured homes. Even mo- if, yeah, even if they're very nice, it's... Yes, and I've seen some beautiful yeah. ones. I've yeah. S- I sold one earlier earlier this year for a hundred, and in our market it was one hundred eighty four thousand. That's a pretty that's an that's above steep. average home. Yeah, and it was a double wide, but it was beautiful inside. They yeah. completely gutted it and remodeled it. And to be honest, besides the fact that the outside looked like a double wide, the inside you wouldn't know you were in double wide. Um, but the in a modular home, what a modular home is is basically a house that has been kind of prefabricated. They bring you'll see them like on the oversized load trucks on the highway, and they bring them out to a house. And they pretty much put them together on site, but they've already been pretty much made off site. Now, mm-hmm. those by bank standards and loan standards are considered, um, they finance them the same as stick built homes. Mm-hmm. And the last one is stick built, meaning from ground up, it was built with traditional built homes. Yeah, tra- yeah, exactly. Traditional built sticks, wood. <laughs> <laughs> 
China fish. Uh, <laughs> but but it, no, so so sticks and wood, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you talk about the financing aspect, this is what's good about knowing. You got to really know the financing aspect. So we kind of talked about the survey, how the survey never. I mean, I've had to deal with a survey probably two or three times in nine years. Financing is almost, I would say, 75% of deals that I do have some type of financing in them. So what has to happen is the you have to know guidelines of financing. You got to be able to structure a loan correctly because especially new agents. I have a deal going on right now with a brand, brand new agent. Um, first time I've ever you know really heard of them and you've talked to them. And you know, understandably, they don't know all the nuances of the deal and they well, there's concessions. They don't really know what concessions are. I'm, I'm explaining what, you know, this certain type of loan would have to meet criteria and stuff. And and again, they're, they're brand new and it's kind of like you when you ask me questions. I'm sympathetic to, I was new at one point and I, I liked it when agents were nice to me about it and weren't yeah. being, you know, weren't, weren't being over the top and, and kind of having an attitude that I was a new agent that didn't know what they were doing. It's a learning curve. So, you know, I was kind of giving her some some thoughts and things that you know basically i would give anybody even though she's not at our company um and i think it would be okay you know like you know i think she she was picking up on it and she'll learn um but the the idea is that you have to know what type of loans can do, can deal with which properties a lot of times that's going to save you time because if you rush out to show a property for someone that's a usda and you're showing them a 1990 double wide you can't finance it with yeah. the usda so yeah. save your time save their time and i made that mistake when i was first in the business and i over time, I've gotten better, and I can save myself a lot of time because I really understand the guidelines of financing. So manufactured homes, anything prior to 2006, so 2005 or newer, you could pretty much do an FHA loan, um, I would say back to roughly the late 70s. Uh, I think it's prior to 76 or 78. That's when the guidelines for the banks are pretty, like, the, the number jumps up substantially. Um, Single-wides, those are... A, pain to do um no matter what mm-hmm. most banks don't finance them if they do it's you know 20 30 or it's probably 25 percent down um even even a house that's a single wide trailer that's been built around and has does not look like a single wide anymore but originally has the frame in it still is considered a single wide still is financed as a single wide it's one of my biggest gripes but it, it is what it is and we have to obviously go by the guidelines um a 2006 or newer double wide you can get a USDA loan um, through some banks, and the reason is the you know the the construction was different then. They're better constructed. Banks don't find it as risky to loan on those uh, modular homes. You can do any type of loan on them. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we can get a little detailed. Like, can you do a stick built home in the city with a USDA loan? No, because a rural loan in the city, blah blah blah. But t- traditionally, yeah, most of them you can stick built. Pretty much same thing. You can get mm-hmm. pretty much any type of loan on those manufactured homes. Usually, you can do an FHA loan, which is 3.5% down. Um, but like you said, if the price goes lower and the home's in kind of ratty condition, it might be harder to get a loan for that value. The hardest thing, which is going to kind of go away a little bit from this, is when somebody has a USDA loan. Typically, USDA loan is someone that doesn't make a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, doesn't have a lot of money out of pocket, so they're going 0% down financing, and they can get 6% of the total price rolled into their closing costs in the form of seller concessions. So what happens when somebody's at a qualified up to eighty thousand with a USDA loan? Well, most homes under eighty thousand in this area aren't in the best condition, so it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like, hey, I can afford up to eighty thousand with a USDA loan, great, but the house also has to be in good condition. Well, if the house is in good condition, are they asking sixty, seventy, eighty for the house? Probably not. So yeah. you really, it's a very tough sell. I've had some people, um, 
I had one couple this year. They're not working with me anymore. I think they got mad at me for for not being able to get a home because of their loan. But it is what it is. You yeah, know, God love yeah. them. But um, nice couple. They were a nice couple. But they the problem was they were trying to find a home and their their financing was not great. And all the homes they were looking at were lower priced. And I told them, like, guys, you really have to be patient because it's going to be tough to find it. All of a sudden, they send me homes. I'm like, well, f- foreclosure, cash, convent- or cash or conventional sale or just cash or uh, 203K loan. A renovation loan so you can't do a usda loan so and of course i think they got frustrated with all of that but it, yeah. it but there's certain things you're nothing you're, you can do you're held back by the yeah. guidelines of the lo- of the loan so the biggest thing is when you're looking for a house know know what you're gonna you know what you're gonna afford like talk to your agent and say hey this is what my loan is like realistically what can i look for yeah and i'm gonna tell you because i one i don't want to waste my time but two i don't want to waste your time i don't want to waste the seller's time like there's no reason to go out and look at a property that we know you can't get so then why are we going to look at the property because at the end of the day and then all of a sudden if you fall in love with the property well you still can't buy it so yeah, it, yeah. Um, unfortunately that's just the way that is but um yeah manufactured homes though i think they're they're popular you can do them it's just most likely going to be fha it's tough especially you know um i've just just this summer i've had a lot of a lot of clients um, I'd say more than any other type of client wanting wanting manufactured housing and, and explicitly not even that they have to get one affordability wise that like no I want a mobile home um, but this is my affordability and it's just yeah it, it's it's difficult in in trying to figure out you know different loan options and, and stuff is just it's mm-hmm. a headache yeah, yeah. no 100% um, but I mean they, they are popular enough that and I think as things go forward as more double wides get brought onto the market and some older ones kind of phase out or get remodeled or whatever, we're going to have a little better opportunity to to finance going forward, but we're still in that gap range where those manufactured homes really didn't start coming out until like the seventies, basically. Yeah. Um, and also people ask, does it lose value? Yes. They don't. Yes. And no, it depends on the upkeep of the property. Mm -hmm. The newer double wides, they're going to hold way more value in the 70s and 80s. I mean, if you have something in the late late 90s, 2000s, 2006 plus, yeah. I mean, I would say you, you're fine buying one of those. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's upkeep completely. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of it just has to do with the minor upkeep. Like, I don't think they actually would... If you're in the price range and it's the size and the condition's good, people will buy it. Yeah. That's the way, I don't know, that's the way I look at it. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen one where it traditionally would really, like, lose value unless you were, obviously, deferred maintenance and stuff. Um so Ellie, our last topic, I'm going to give Nicole credit on this because she gave me, this has actually been sitting there for a while. I'm going to flip through this. It's, uh, we're piggybacking off of, shout out to Target. Don't ask me why, but they gave us this back to school thing. And actually, well, there's quite a bit here. Um, basically, because college is coming back in session and we're not really involved in college housing or anything or, or like helping kids at the dorm go back to school. But the whole idea is that I guess here's some cool things that we're going to have fun with this. So here's some cool things that they say you should bring to college. And then did you went away to college, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't. So Kanan didn't either. But you were military. So, okay. So, Ellie, what, what do you think was like your necessities? for? I'm going to read some of these after. But for people that may be listening to this that are going back to college, here's some fun tips that you can maybe, I don't know, maybe a kid. No, I guess it's college. You're not going to send your junior high kid to school with this stuff. But... Kid going to college, just give them some information. It's kind of a little different turn of events here, but what was a necessity for you? My laptop. Laptop, okay. Yeah. So, do you, 
keep, keep expanding, Elliot. Otherwise, I'm going to read this verbatim. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I'm like I, I had friends who had like very set specific things they brought to college. Like I had a friend who had a ramen maker, um, things that you could cook pasta with in the microwave. Um, I was very simple. I just wanted, you know, I'd bring my blankets and my toothbrush and uh, some clothes. And I also, I lived within an hour from home. So it was, I guess, less pressing for me because worst case scenario, if I, I get to the dorm room, I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot miscellaneous item that I, I would really like to have. And I'll just pick it up on the weekend when I go back home to visit my parents. Did you coordinate with like, did you have like a bunch of girls in like a suite kind of yes, thing? Did yeah. you coordinate with them and like text them and be like, Hey, can someone bring the coffee maker? Can someone yep. bring the fridge? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you didn't yep. show up and on like three fridges trying to all plug in and well, most of us, uh, we did have multiple fridges, but one was for drinks. Not, you guys drank a lot of milk not, back then, right? A lot Strong of milk, bones. A lot of Strong milk. bones. All right. <laughs> so basically what they said, and I'm assuming this is a mixture of I guess dorms, but apartments. They said like futon and chairs, TV stand, ottoman, f- fan, desk, and desk chair. Yeah, the back of that, the, that there's an image they have of this beautiful dorm room with all this stuff. And I, I, Day if one. If you're going to SUNY Plattsburgh and I went there for a semester, your dorm room's not going to look like that. And you know what's funny? That That's definitely day one dorm when everything looks like organized and looks cute. We got everything looking cool, color coordinated. And then end of semester, it looks like a bomb went off. Yep. So <laughs> bed, this is me. Cause when I go to like hotels or I go stay like anyway, any place, bring a pillow. don't bring a pillow. Don't bring blankets. You don't bring a pillow. I don't bring anything. Uh, you bring a pillow to you use a hotel pillow. I use, Those are so good. I use two hotel pillows cause I fluff them right up. Um, but uh, you guys are, I don't bring my own pillow. I bring my own pillow with me everywhere. <laughs> you know what, man? Live on the edge, He's man. Like, those an- those antibodies are working strong. Um, the uh, <laughs> I welcome people to sneeze in my face. I actually like the pillows, man. I I I cushion. I I literally just oh. ju- I pu- punch them right they up. They don't smell funny. Smell them next time. I got, I'm stuffed up. I got allergies. Um, so yeah, bed. They talked about mattress. F- I, okay, this mattress is like, covers. This is totally That's a chick, thing this is totally a chick thing because no guy does this. Sheet sets, comforter, blanket or throw, bed pillows, foam topper, mattress pad, mattress and pillow protectors. Every Gar- guy I know brought those too. That those are what? standard bed covers. This is <laughs> what, just if I was out, if dude. I was to go to college, my mom would be like, "Did you bring? You got blankets and sheets and pillowcase?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should bring those, right?" Like this is me. Okay, well, <laughs> my wife does this you, now to me. You're not a standard person. Like all of a sudden we go to like go to like I go to like uh, Fourth of July when I go out to the lake. I'll like show up and I'll be like, oh crap. I'll be like, uh, hey, Jules, do you have like an extra pillow or blanket? Like, like at, literally you're asking, like, I'm like, your mom. Yeah, I know you. And she's like, yes, DT, go over there. We got extra stuff. So I'm terrible at that. But storage, bed risers. Did you bring your own bed risers? No. Oh, bring flip flops with the shower or you will get athlete's foot. I, so last year. Oh, okay. please don't tell me you went in the showers without flip flops. Oh my. I, I, oh I, uh, God. you know, what's nasty. That's not the nasty thing. No, I never, I never lived in a dorm. I never lived in a dorm ever. So I don't know that, but like I went camping la- last year and they had like public bathrooms and I didn't, it, it took me till I think the third day to realize that I could wear my sandals in the shower. Oh my God. And then Galen. I think I probably got something. I don't know. Who cares? But, um, and then the, the, like I, I shower in the gym every morning without, sandals that's disgusting you have to have something on the bottom of your foot have you ever looked at the bottom of your feet i bet you have warts there's no way you don't have warts if you walk around barefoot in the gym that's so gross well 
It's okay. <laughs> Out of Galen I, I, is, a, is a closet gross person. I got. I got. I got to. I got to <laughs> reevaluate. I mean, I have sandals, but I just wear them. I know, but then they get out and they're wet, and they track wet sandals around. It's better than tracking a wart around. You're spreading wart. That's what you're doing at this point. Okay, I'll check. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I'll check. Okay, so then uh, hangers, desktop organizers, storage cubbies, and cubes. Hanging bed storage, plastic storage bins. Hanging bed storage? I'm what? just going to go through like the ones that are kind of cool. I don't what know. What is hanging bed storage? Does I don't it hang know. from your bed? I don't know. It's probably something Target's trying to upsell. Probably. Um, cooking. Like dish soap and sponges. Those are important. Yes. Um, these are things that kids probably wouldn't wouldn't get. Food uh, silver, microwave, mini fridge, toast, uh, pots, pans, dishes. If you are going to a traditional Ooh, water pitcher, that's a good one. Like a filtrated water system. If you don't have a sweet bring um if you can get a microwave because otherwise you're going to, have to share the common microwave and let me tell you those things are gross they don't get cleaned our office on one here basis. i gotta check because only me and nicole use it but i used to be neurotic about wiping it down i gotta check because other people do use it um door mirror hmm dry erase cork board I don't think you need it. decorative pillows. Who would bring decorative pillows to, to a dorm room? You don't have space dumb, for decorative dumb. pillows. Dumb. That's dumb. Area rug, wall art, or tapestry, which is basically a Bob Marley poster. A Bob, Marley Bob Marley poster. sheet that you hang oh, over your on. windows so it's all black. Cause you, <laughs> Post-it cause you, notes. Because you like it dark. Um, let me see. Personal care. Oh, shower caddy. You want to bring a shower That's caddy. Like, yep, there it is. That's like the little handheld thing. Yeah. Flip flops. There they are. Row, bath mat. Bring your own bath mat? I didn't. Yeah, because you have the sh- you have the flip flops on. Because I had the flip flops on. Um, so you, you just walk through the dorm dorm room with wet flip flops. And a, yeah, and a towel. Did you go to college? No. Dude, I gotta really really value you the value do. of my shower situation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm disgusted. So where do I get? Do I get like the cheap. Where do I get the cheap sandals? Do I get the them like Walmart. TJ Maxx. You can get five dollars flip flops. Yeah, yeah. Ellie, next just time I'm a size nine and a half or ten. Nine and a half or ten. Oh, so like Britney's foot size. I don't, does Britney have ones that haven't been used? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not getting you Britney's flip flops. You don't want to use those. <laughs> That's okay. If you happen to walk by <laughs> Old Navy, I'll get you a pair of flip flops. Ones with pretty flowers on them. Honestly, at this point, probably doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's, it's about <laughs> safety. Um, electro, electric. So electronics. Headphones. I mean, people bring headphones. I mean, portable chargers. Power strip. People power forget strip, about power that's strip. important, yeah. Bluetooth speaker's cool. External hard drive. External hard drive we use a lot because of videos and stuff, so I have one that Jordan uses. So I don't think I needed one in college. You, I always use just a flash drive. Yeah. I still had the flash drive, but that was I used that from high school on. Yeah, I just had a, like a USB, a, a har- portable hard drive. Those are expensive. Yeah, I mean, the one I bought was probably like 70, but I think it's got two or three terabytes, which is like quite a bit, but I can put a lot. 300 in college student dollars. Yeah. A lot of ramen. Um, <laughs> cleaning. Uh, disinfectant wipes. Clean people. Broom. Trash can. Yeah, broom. Garbage bags. Air freshener. Air a drying rack. Oh, for your, for your uh, dishes. Yep. Dry, oh, dryer sheets. Oh, yeah. Laundry detergent. Cleaning cleaning cloths and sponges. I mean, that's kind of basic. Cloths? What is cleaning? Cl- oh, cloths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Extras. Extras are, I think, the things people probably... Batteries. Nice to have those. Extension cords. Mm-hmm. Um, Backpack. Bike lock. Games. Backrest pillow. Lap desk. PlayStation. Umbrella. Xbox. Umbrella, I guess. 
Scissors, iron, iron, ironing board. So, okay, screw this. That was, when was, was okay. the last time you ironed your clothes? I, I ironed. You do? Yeah, well, I, no, I do, I do. Every once in a while, I'll get the mood and I'll, I'll iron. Um, actually, I've never ironed in our new house, so that's been... It'll be a year in October, so it's been probably over a year. I've steamed my clothes, but I, I actually do... I don't mind ironing. I, I hate it. I know I, how to do it, so... I don't iron my clothes as often as I should, so well, I usually walk around like a trash person. Well, when I, when I go to... Uh, hotels i'll use their ironing board like i'll bring shirts oh yeah, yeah i used yeah. to always bring my shirts and i was like trying to keep them but then i'm like i just iron them in the actual like i'll just bring them all crumpled up and i'll iron them when i get there i would spend so much money for a wardrobe that didn't wrinkle like if i could just shove it in my drawer and i mean they, they're starting to make clothes like that like i know they make dress shirts that aren't supposed to wrinkle which i've never bought but um a lot of times i just kind of keep them there and they'll be wrinkled like I, yeah. what really bad is when i'm like getting ready for a wedding which i'm all I'm never early for a wedding. Like, I'm always scrambling to get out one time for some reason. Just, you come in with the bride. Well, no, eh, no, no, not that bad. But just like, hey, I always try to get to like a wedding, you know, 15 minutes early, 20 minutes early, something like that. Maybe a little more, depending if you want to mingle. But I'm always late leaving. So then it's always rushing and I never end up ironing my shirt. So I go to a wedding with like a wrinkled shirt, which I think I should iron my shirt for that. But it is what it is. So, uh, what what is like a college hack for anybody that's listening that's going to college? Did you have a college like thing that a you would have brought hack? that you're like that would that was a great thing to bring that people should think about that maybe they that's not on that list. Oh, I, I anything that I can think of you can be, really Google is good for thesaurus makes you look real smart when you're writing those essays, but you can use Google for that now. Yeah, don't bring a thesaurus. A thesaurus, I have one. Um. <laughs> I don't know what would be like a good thing for like college. I mean, honestly, like I'm the kind of person when I moved into my apartment, I had a cheap little dresser that was small, smaller than my desk, probably the size of my desk, but wasn't in a way a lot. Two mattresses, not a box spring, two mattresses that I stacked. And I think that was it. And a couple of pots and pans. If you are, I was very nimble on the move. <laughs> if you're a fast. light sleeper, you should bring um, an eye mask. Just because it will prevent... Like, is that the plane thing? Yeah. I, I, I didn't use one in college, but I probably, like, going back, I would probably have brought one because I'm a very light sleeper, and then having, you know, if you have different classes at different times, it'll help you kind of sleep through your roommate doing their thing. You're a light... I'm definitely a deep sleep. A heavy sleeper. Cane and heavy or, or light sleeper? Heavy. Yeah, I could sleep through. The train, going through here, I grew up, my, my bedroom was about that distance from the train track, slept through it. All the time. So, all right. I think we're going to end there. Good, yeah. Ellie. Sorry, that was like abrupt. Yeah, office quote. We, we had some good like, manufacturing stuff was good. The survey question was, was fair. was all right. It was probably middle, middle of the road. And then college, whatever. That was just Lame. not as good. We didn't really have as much. I thought well, that was going more places. <laughs> it's been too long <laughs> since I was in college. I know. How long has it been for you? Like three years. Oh, it feels Jesus. like a long time. Four years? Maybe we graduated in 2011. What are we, 2019? What, what year eight years it? ago? No, it's been four years. I graduated in 2015. It'd be eight. Oh God, it'd be eight years in December. Old fogey. Wow. Yeah, it's passed. Wow, time flies. Um, okay, office quote, Ellie. Give it to us. Okay. You have to... Y'all know what episode this is from. What door's locked? Oh, it's probably locked it because of the podcast. He said, well, welcome to see, or good, glad to see you too, Jordy. <laughs> Jordy just walked in and just started just raining on our parade. Jordy, we're right in time for the office quote. We're going to sign off with the office quote.
Oh, also there's stuff that you have to grab your drink books over there. Oh, from the Nicole? Yep. Okay. Sorry, folks. Office quote. Sorry, Ellie. Go back into it. I just did it. You have to guess what it was from. I I don't remember. I do it again. It's when Dwight puts on CPR mommy's face. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello, Glee. Um, <laughs> this is this is a whole whole scene. Okay. <laughs> Michael walks out of the office with Jan, and then he goes, "All right, folks." And and I, again, I'm taking this verbatim. It'll get better. Or no, I'm not taking it verbatim. I'm 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 I'm, I'm uh, generalizing, ad libbing. Then I'll say what the actual part. When he walks out and he says that they can't because of like the sexual harassment or whatever. And then he goes, so no, no longer send emails and do all this stuff. No more jokes. No more jokes. And then Jim leans back and he goes, does that include that's what she said? And he goes, yep. And he goes, ah, man. He goes, <laughs> what do you go? He goes, um, oh, he goes, oh, man, that's disappointed. He goes, um, that's going to be really hard. I, okay, I guess I'm going to stop. I know, I guess I'm stop. I know exactly. So he goes, he goes, oh, that's gonna be re- that's gonna be really hard. And he goes, you think you can go that long? We always left me <laughs> satisfied and smiling. And then Mike goes, that's what she said. So Michael, that, that's uh, that's one of the best ones. Actually, if you anybody goes on and Google's or YouTube, sorry, I butchered that. But if anybody Google's or YouTube's, I think they do a whole thing where they say every that's what she said through the whole series. And some of the best ones is like when Michael says something and they pan the gym and Jim mouths it and goes like, and like a mouth it as Michael's saying it in the background. Or Michael says it to his own thing. <laughs> Can you put your the, mouth on it? Did you write those down? I, I just listened to that. Like, <laughs> how do you even use that one in a sentence? That was the one last night that I said, put your mouth on it. I was looking for balloons or something. <laughs> Jordy's oh. just judging us. All right. Okay. Jordy, well, get out of here. Oh, Jordy, also, there's like 15 minutes on the beginning of that video. You have to We've cut been out. talking for a while. 35. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and we're 30 minutes right now. Okay. All right, folks, that's it. Sorry about that. We're not going to college. Not even going back to college. I just don't go to college unless you have to. Don't waste the money. All right. Fun facts. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Peace out. No, we talked about this before. If you're going to college for like a professional degree, but if you're going for like something, business, all like that crap, no. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I talked to you about this, Jordy. There's some other friends of mine that talked about going back to school. I'm not going to call her out. She's on this. I'm going to see her next week. I'm not going to see her name. Don't take it she personally. I've already told you this to your face. Don't go back to school. All right. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? Anything else? Kanan, anything else? Okay. Episode 30, Realty Talk. Bye.